The Flero versus Crisis on Infinite Earths has come and gone, and it did things. It did some things well, did other things not so much, and it gave me a lot of feels. Overall, I would consider it a success in that it accomplished most of what it set out to do. But I don't think it did it in a way that would necessarily resonate as strongly as it needed to for a massive crossover event like this. And so I want to talk about it in quite a bit of detail on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And I guess the first topic of conversation should be, are we going to call it the Flareoverse anymore because of what happened? I don't know. Let's just table that for a while, shall we? But yeah, I want to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. But before we get into all that, If you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Alrighty. So, Crisis. Overall, I really liked it. I think it was better than some of the previous crossovers in that it really embraced its crossoveriness, And that's something that they don't always do. In many ways, this felt like the most comic book-oriented, I don't just want to say crossover, but episodes of any of the Flareover shows, with the exception of the uh, Legends of Tomorrow, that we've gotten in the Flareovers. I liked a lot of what they did. <laughs> I, I really did. I, I think that they had a few things that I'm not considering spoilers because, well, the trailers and whatnot included them. We knew that they were going to have to kill off Oliver Queen. We knew that they were going to have to wrap up and end Arrow as a series with this crossover. And we knew that they were going to want to somehow bring all of their characters into the same world. On all of those levels, I think they succeeded, and we'll talk about those more when we get into spoilers in a little bit. Where I felt like the show didn't work is in managing the large cast and utilizing them in a way that mattered. There were a lot of ideas that were brought up in course of the five-part crossover that really could have been utilized to much greater effect, and I felt like they also used this um, scenario to retcon some of the issues that they had themselves created through some of the story arcs that they had done in the past. And well, we'll have to see how the events of Crisis affect the individual plots of the various shows before I really comment on that anymore, but um, 
Yeah, I don't think I can say more about that until we get into spoilers. Overall, well worth watching. I think that as far as a comic book series goes, they really hit a lot of the points that I wanted. I do wish that they had utilized their cameos more. I mean, just having Burt Ward walking down the street was not really, I don't think, the best way to use him. I think they did a bit better with the Smallville crossover that they did, and even better with how they utilized Brandon Routh's Superman character and how that's played into the events of the story. But all in all, some of the things that I wanted from the crossovers, and the one big thing I'm going to save till spoilers because it was such a wonderful surprise, I don't want to spoil it. That one, I think, worked really, really, really well. But all in all, the promise of all of these crossovers from the history of the DC universe, I, I just feel that they could have handled them better and done more with them. And I think if they had done that, it would have given so much more impact to the story than it ended up having. Okay, having said that, let's just go into spoilers. I don't think that there's much I can talk about without really getting into the nitty-gritty of the story. All right, so if you have not watched the five-part Crisis on Infinite Earths, and you don't want to know anything that happened, be warned, spoilers are incoming. In five, four, three, two, one. All right. <clears throat> the death of Oliver Queen. I feel like I have to start there. This was something that we knew was going to happen, and it's been telegraphed for a very long time. They basically, at the end of the last of the Elseworlds crossover, they told us that this was going to happen, that he was going to have to pay a price. All of the season of Arrow has been building to this moment. We knew that it was going to happen. I, I like the idea that he went out to, in a way to save everyone. I am even happier that they killed him twice in the way that they did it, because it really does speak to the changes in the character of Oliver Queen from season one of Arrow to the finality of his character. Having said that, where it didn't work for me is in making him the Spectre. This was an interesting choice on their part. I, I almost wish that they had done more with it, because Spectre is such an interesting character in and of himself. Having Oliver Queen end up becoming the Spectre is an interesting choice. But they didn't have enough time with him as the Spectre for it to really matter. It was just a way to bring him back without having to deal with the Lazarus Pit and everything that that would entail. It was a cheat. It was a shortcut to bring Oliver back and to give him godlike divine powers so that he could stand up to the Anti-Monitor, but without really going into too much detail about what it means to be the Spectre. And that's for me where it kind of fell flat, is I got really excited about the idea of Oliver Queen being the Spectre. And I thought that that was a nice way to set up that he could potentially return. And I still think that 
that is a way that he could potentially return, especially given how the series ended with him giving that monologue about how the universe came into being. So I, I think we could see Oliver Queen Spectre return in some way, shape, or form should they want to going forward. I just wanted them to actually spend more time with that. And I think that the... And see, this is the balance. I see the balancing act that they're doing, because while I think that that would have benefited the crossover more, the way that they did it, and giving the f the final episode as the reset episode, where everything's happened and everybody has to deal, cope, and come to understand the new nature of the world, okay, I'm kind of all right with that, because it's something that needed to happen, but to, I felt like it short, they had a choice of either shorting Oliver's send-off or giving us a big payoff. And the big payoff being, oh, look, it's the super friends and they're in the Hall of Justice. Okay, I liked that. <clears throat> that, that made me smile. It made me laugh when they revealed that Gleek appear, appears to exist in this universe, I shouted for joy. Because, oh my goodness, does that mean the Wonder Twins are real too? Please give me the Wonder Twins. I think that that would be hilarious. I, I would love to see a Flareoverse version of the Wonder Twins, but at least knowing that Gleek exists, that was an interesting touch. I, I really liked the Hall of Justice thing. This makes me wonder if we're going to end up getting the Legion of Doom because that would be interesting if that's what we're going to be getting going forward. But so much of the final episode just felt like the denouement that it was. It was, oh, look, we're all in the same world now. And because everybody but the Paragons forgot what happened, we're going to have John Jones run around real quick and let everybody know what happened. So at least our main characters are all aware of what happened in the crisis, but we're not now going to have to deal with what we're going to end up having going forward. And oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, 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 I'm so happy that they're finally all on the same planet and they don't have to planet hop back and forth. I think this is really interesting because you could do many crossover things because, you know, <clears throat> Lex Luthor is such a great villain, and I love John Cryer's version of Lex Luthor. So I'm kind of glad that they brought him back from the dead. I am curious, and probably already know by now, but as of the time this is coming out, but I'm recording this before I got to watch it, how that affects the story of Supergirl going forward, because all of a sudden Lex is back from the dead, and that's going to have a lot of repercussions for Lena and some of the storylines that were going on there. So... Yeah, we're really going to have to see how this pays off in the end, aren't we? Okay, I'm not going to lie. The best, the best part of the entire crossover was when Barry Allen meets Barry Allen and they allowed Ezra Miller to be in this movie, in the show, in this crossover event, whatever we're going to call it. Because, one, the world is not good enough to have Ezra Miller in it. And I loved his Flash. I wanted his Flash to have so much more. 
I'm hoping that this means that he's going to continue to be the Flash and that we're going to get more of Ezra Miller's Flash just because, well, anytime I can get more Ezra Miller in my life, I'm happy. So, yes, please. But that that was probably one of the best unexpected crossovers that happened and one of the best uses of a crossover because getting to see them play off of each other it was so wonderful i loved it 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 more please and of course the very end where we get to see how they're laying out all of the future projects we got to see that the titans of course still exist and which planet they're which earth they're on we got teased with the upcoming Green Lantern Core series, which I'm so excited about. And I screamed so hard when we did that flyover of Oa, because you have no idea what a big Green Lantern fan I am. Mm, please be good. Please be good. I, went, oh, I have so many high hopes for that. And that was all a wonderful tease. After, but when it was all said and done, the, hmm, I don't know how to say this. I, I feel like this is the problem that DC faces is that you have the Disney Marvel machine making Disney Marvel stuff. And they've gotten really good at this. And after seeing the huge team-ups in Infinity War and Endgame, it, it sets a bar that, honestly, it's unfair to expect any TV series to live up to. The very best decision that they made, though, was allowing the last episode of the crossover to be the first episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Because, to me, Legends of Tomorrow is the best current DC show. It embraces its insanity, it embraces its weirdness, and it has been consistently fun since the show started. It hasn't had the ups and downs that some of the other series have had. So, that was smart. It also excited me that they used Bebo and some of the weird magic elements to kind of let us know, maybe going forward, that the show shows are going to be a bit more comic booky and fantastical and weird. Because that's what the Arrowverse, the Flareverse, the Flashverse, whatever we're going to call it now, the CW TV series needs. Many of the shows, especially Arrow, Arrow and Supergirl have gotten way too super serious over the years. And one of the big mistakes, I think, especially that Supergirl made, was introducing John Cryer's Lex Luthor and then killing him off. Because he was... If, if you would have asked me prior to seeing it if I want John Cryer to play Lex Luthor, I would have laughed at you and said no. But... I really liked his Lex Luthor, and so now we have him back, so they've retconned this error on their part of creating a very good supervillain and getting rid of him. I have a feeling, though, that's more for the spinoff um, Superman and Lois Lane series that we're going to be getting, and less for Supergirl. Because if we're going to be doing a Superman series, we kind of need a Lex Luthor running around, because, you know, that needs to be a thing. So, that was smart. <laughs> oh, I just don't know. I, I wanted to see... I wanted more. I don't know. I wanted more. I wanted John Diggle to get his ring. 
because we've established that John Diggle's real name is John Stewart. He is John Stewart. They did the fan service thing for all of us who have been arguing that he should have a green power ring. They finally told us his real name is John Stewart. And then we really didn't get that payoff of him as Green Lantern in a way that mattered. Even if it would have just been one of the moments in one of the parallel Earths, other than just something that gets said in the background, I think that would have had a lot more power. I think that would have worked a lot better for me. But, you know, super huge Green Lantern fan. Wanted more there. (laughs) Just really wanted more. And that's kind of the problem that I have with all of this, is I really wanted more. Making Lex Luthor into the Paragon of Truth is one of the most interesting things that they did. Because if they play Lex Luthor the way that I personally prefer him, is he not making him a liar. He is the Paragon of Truth. He is the only one that knows the truth. He then takes that knowledge of the truth and does terrible things, but he's not wrong. If for any reason Superman were to turn on Earth... Earth is screwed. That's that's just true. You're not going to be able to stop him. I mean, we have entire alternate histories of Superman where they did this with him. Just to prove the point, from the Injustice League to you know some of the stuff that we get in Kingdom Come to what have you. If Superman goes rogue, oh man, the universe is just messed up. But having said that, not exploring the idea of him as the paragon of truth and just making it kind of almost a laugh line. That, oh yeah, Lex Luthor's the paragon of truth. No, Luther often sees things as they are. He just is terrible at coming up with uh, ethical and reasoned solutions to the problems that he sees. But many times, the problems that he sees are real. And I think they could have done more with that and really built out his character more. I felt like they didn't do that because they want to save him probably for the Superman and Lois Lane series that's coming. But I don't know. It just, I wanted, it's it's the constant refrain that I have with the way this worked out is I wanted more. And it's not that what I got was bad or that I didn't enjoy it. I did. But that's the strange, weird place that I end up at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm very happy we're finally all on one planet. One Earth to rule them all. I'm happy with that. I love that they've introduced the idea of some of the other series existing. I would kind of like to see in a crossover event in the future them bringing maybe Robin or one of the other characters from Titans in for it. I think that that would be interesting and fun. I did notice that in the reboot, they very clearly showed that the Titans are on one Earth and Doom Patrol's on a different one. So even though we met Gar through the team, through through Doom Patrol, those shows are apparently happening on different Earths now. I think that was an interesting thing to point out in here, that we're not going to see crossovers there in the future, probably. That's interesting. I don't know. It's not that I was left with a sour taste in my mouth, because I think this is a great way to send Oliver Queen off. It was. It was a wonderful way to do it. And no, I'm not bitter that it didn't follow the comic book more closely. 
But I don't know. I think with the time that they had to put it together and knowing what a massive event it was going to be, I think they could have made it stand out a bit more than it did. And I think that's the problem that I have with all media nowadays is I, like all fans, develop a certain level of desire and interest and hype in a thing that the thing itself can never live up to. And then we're disappointed that it doesn't live up to our own arbitrary standards. It was good. It was one of the better, probably one of the best crossover events that they've done. I really liked how it played out. I liked the storyline that they used. I think that they adapted the story of Crisis as well as they could since they used major set pieces from Crisis in previous series for other events. But yeah, I I think I did this one to myself. (laughs) I really do. And I need to get better about that. I don't know, what did you think? Please let me know. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on on social social media. I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a dollar that you can pass my way, it really does help out a lot. In the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the listener support page. Anything that you can do would be so helpful to keep the lights on, keep me able to pay for everything that I do in life. You all have helped so much over the years. Thank you to everyone who's already done that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's all right. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast or anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know. And if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Subscribe, follow, whatever it says in the app that you're listening to me on. I do this five times a week on different topics. I would love to have you along for the ride. Yeah, I think I really did enjoy it. I just psyched myself up way too much and that caused me not to get the enjoyment that I should have had because I'm stupid and and yeah. Anywho, until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.